0: all right guys so welcome back to game and compute podcast here we talk a lot about side hustles ways that you can independently make your own funds i'm gonna talk right now about how you can track and also kind of make a plan for what you're actually going to do so in the digital marketing world how do you know what is the best niche what's the best trend what's the best you know thing to sell right um so we're going to jump right into that pretty soon all right guys and so I just want to Give you guys these tips, right? So I'm going to pull up my own notes here. So let's see. So today, you know, I really want to talk more about um, online sales, right? So that's something that right now is really not as predictable as it was pre-COVID times and the reason why it's not as predictable is because the world shut down and the trends changed um things that I noticed I used to be able to sell before I'm now struggling to figure out like do people even want this we have to think about the fact that people don't have jobs right now some people don't a lot of people don't People don't have security of being able to pay their bills, pay their rent, buy their groceries, get the basics done. So when you think of it, a lot of times right now, people aren't buying things that they don't need, right? If you don't need it, it's not going to be something that um, is going to get purchased, right? So um, keep that in mind because this right now is... You know, a time where the trends aren't as predictable as they once were. So what you want to get good at, honestly, is predicting trends, finding trends, figuring out what is out there. Honestly, trying to use your own knowledge base and your own interests to find what it is that the main problem in a certain niche area is. Right. So you want to know what that main problem is. Um, that people aren't getting what what are most customers not getting right now right and then what do you know about that field or about that um, area of expertise that you know you could step in provide a better product or provide a better experience connecting people to that product right So what I'm talking about are sales, you know, how can you how can your sales be better than person A, person B, person Z? If you're all selling the same item, how can you make your process and experience of buying through your website or buying through your offer up store or buying from your Craigslist ad or from your garage or yard sale? How is the experience going through you going to be better than other people's experiences going through these other other resources, right? So, for example, buying tires isn't a hard thing, right? If you have a car, if you have the money and you have the car and your car runs and you have all four tires working enough to get you to the nearest tire shop. Buying tires isn't that hard. You take your car, you drive it to the nearest tire shop. If you're in a city like I am, there are shops everywhere of all different kinds. Shouldn't be that hard to find a tire shop. You go in, get your tires changed if you want all four of them. Job done, right? So what things would you want to look at in the area of tires? If, for example, you were the one who was, you know, trying to change tires for a living or change tires for a side hustle right so first of all people know about these major resources if it's anything from what like AAA a or call your geico insurance or whatever car insurance you have call a tow truck you know call your neighbor to, to put a donut tire on that's a temporary solution go and try you know, the nearest mechanic, go to one of those tire repair shops, get it patched, you know, these are all options people have that are just readily available, in addition to them using your service, right, and so your service, um, needs to be more, like, some, some people, they value convenience, right, so sometimes you might want to go to one of those, um, those drive-in those stores where you just where you just drive your car into one of the little um the little hangers or whatever you call it the little slot and they just change it all out for you like nascar style job done you know some places you're not even like getting out of your car half of half the time for their services um and then they might provide a, a, you know, full-time, lifetime warranty on each tire, so the warranty is going to cost you more money, but you know that at least you're, you're ready to go, um, so you want to keep in consideration things like, you know, the convenience, is convenience really something that gets more sales, um, is, like, so maybe for your, your side hustle, maybe your your, your phone line is available for people to literally call you up and have you come change their tires um, at their house, at their job, at wherever they need the tires at. Maybe you go, you find the car, you ask them for their car type, um, you find the car type, the car information, the tire information, you have all the tools that you need for any type of car, and you go find the tire that's going to be replaced And then you drive it over to this person and you change one tire, change four tires, whatever it may be. Um, And, you know, you charge for your labor, you charge for the price of the tire. And if you are able to get them discounted in some way, then maybe you're also paying for, you know, you're charging maybe a fee for, you know, the tire. So you're making additional money on top of it. Yes, you're using your time. Yes, you're using your effort. But if you already have things at your disposal, you know, you're you're basically making a profit. Right. But um, this is just how how it's important to have have, you know, the mind working while you're thinking about a side hustle. You don't want to just be like, OK, I have this idea. I want to go do it. And let me go do it. Um, Not every idea is marketable. Not every product is marketable. Not every thing you do is gonna really uh come out with some kind of a profit right so first of all if nobody comes across your phone number right and you have this great service say it's the cheapest service in town say somehow you're able to get these really good quality super cheap tires without even you know without even you know they're not stolen say for example you have a neighbor that lives right next door to you that they have a tire shop and they have tires that maybe at the end of their of every day um this neighbor has to bring home all the tires that don't fit i don't know this is just some random scenario this probably would never happen but they have to unload a whole truck truck Load of tires into their garage every day, and those are tires that they don't need. They're never gonna use. They take them to a recycle place the next morning, every morning before they start their shift, and those tires are just there. um And you could probably pay them five bucks per tire, and they probably wouldn't wouldn't bat an eye. They probably wouldn't think twice. They'd be like, "Shoot, get these things out of my hands." So that's maybe $20 per car you're paying, and who knows how much you would charge the person to to, chart, to change the tire, driving out for labor, driving home, you know, costs of, like, you know, expenses for driving and things like that. I'm not saying you would want to, like, overcharge your customers or anything, but, I mean, you know, you can easily buy tires. I purchased used tires for nearly $20. Um, I've gotten tires patched for $10. I paid... Uh, probably over a 100 bucks per tire depending on what type of tire um so i mean that's not out of the norm to have like a wide range of prices as long as your product and your service matches the price range you know you don't want to be giving people worn out stuff um so that's just an example i would i would try to think of examples that have nothing to well one example maybe for example like this car one um, car tire one something that has nothing to do with your side hustle and think about okay how do these other people make money what is it that gets certain sites service right Um, what is it that the customer is looking for what is it that the customer searches how likely are they to come across you right so if you have a marketable skill and you have a good price range, uh, or rate for your service, or a price range for your product, and you're not getting any sales, it might be likely because nobody knows your service exists. Um, And I'm not trying to be an asshole saying that. I just mean that, you know, it's common, you know, I can make a website, I can make a blog, if it's not something people are automatically googling, Um, or if people don't know that I exist, then how the heck are they going to stumble across my content? Right. If I'm not pushing it in any way. Right. So if I'm not using Facebook marketplace, if I'm not using Craigslist, if I'm not using OfferUp, if I'm not using eBay, if I'm not using, you know, YouTube, um, if I don't have a website, if I don't have anything that kind of promotes me, right. My service, my product. And if I don't have any people listening or watching or viewing or anything, then I'm probably not going to be doing too good, right? Um that's just kind of how I see it. Right? It's almost like a store. Would you would you open a store, a physical brick and mortar store, you know, purchase a whole bunch of stuff that you want to sell, start paying like property, you know, rental fees and taxes and fill this whole building with a bunch of stuff and nobody even knows you're open and nobody knows you exist nobody knows where you are nobody's heard of the thing you don't have a sign anywhere it's in the back of some back alley somewhere where nobody even goes you know like you got to think of it that way you know who's coming across your stuff do those people have money to to buy your things and are you providing you know a better resource to the customer compared to what's actually out there what are you actually giving them right um so let me jump into some of my notes here because I think um one thing is you know figuring out not only the trends not only kind of marketing and how how to kind of like place yourself in a position where you're actually making sales You want to be very strategic about it. Just like when I talked about the goal setting and looking at, you know, what's worth your time and effort and energy and what's not worth it anymore. Um, You know, you want to definitely find what products and strategies um, kind of go hand in hand. And so um, I, I have a notebook for each type of side hustle and I have these notes right so I'm going to read them to you so this is just some of the information that you want to know um so if you have a product right say your product is or your service product or service right something that you're doing that's supposed to get you some funds if you have a product or service, right, so let's use the example of the tires. I haven't even looked into this, but I know that market is pretty saturated, um, at least in the city, just because, it you know, a lot of people have cars. A lot of people's tires blow out. You're going to need new tires regardless if you're driving your car. Even if you're not driving your car, you're eventually gonna need new tires. Um, they wear out just naturally, they're rubber, you know, they're they have like mesh metal in them and stuff, like they're not meant to last forever. So you wanna look at the product that you're selling and you wanna create a strategy. And so say if we're looking at this um tire service, right? You're you're you have the skills and the tools already. All you really need is some discounted product that you can get to your people and say, for example, if your name and number and address is already out there and you already have people contacting you, you already have a customer base. um, If they already exist somehow, um, you don't have to really bother about that part. This is the other part that you're really going to need to figure out is when it comes to your product um, or your in this case it's yeah you have a product which would be the tires and you also have a service which would be you know your actual you know getting there and putting on the new tires so the person is mainly going to be paying you for your labor and they're paying for the product as well so how much are they going to be paying you for either one right is it going to be similar to what they're getting out there is it going to be a way discounted rate is it going to be a faster service is it going to be somehow a better service like you'll come to their house within that year again for free or something like if they want you to what is it that you're giving that is more beneficial than the others out there right um you want specifics um, some specifications on what you actually do so on your actual product you want the specifications you want to know um what you're selling so am i only working sundays nine to five on sundays and am i only doing a certain size of tire that's a certain brand am i only selling you know michelin tires there are 22s you know from you know the ones that just came out this year or whatever like what what am I selling you know am I am I only selling one type of product do I have a variety of things what are the specifications of all like what are the specs of all of all of the items I'm selling all of the um re all of all of the um service that I'm giving what are my specifications right Um, what is, what are my hours? What are, how long am I willing to drive? How far am I willing to drive? What times of day am I willing to get there and back? Um, what do I need you to provide me? Do I need to have like a specific, um, sign, signed, um, contract that says if your car tire blows out or any other damages happen to your car after I'm done doing the repairs that I'm doing, you can't come back and sue me and blame me for some weird thing, um, do you need maybe even like a video camera, um, on you at all times so that you can kind of track your progress and track, um, especially, you know, having like proof if somebody does want to take you to court for something. Cause you know, people do that. They try to take people to court. Um, so when it comes to your product and your service, in this example, we're looking at, you know, the details about your product, what it is that you're giving out, Um, What it is that is specific to you and what problems are you finding in the field and what solutions does your specific service help with? Right. So the the problems might be, you know, the problems that you're finding maybe out in this in this uh, type of work would be maybe certain times a year. Um, that's something out here in Southern California that, you know, becomes an issue. Um, you know, we don't really have bad weather and when we do, we just freak out cause we're not used to it. We're just like, it's raining. Like, oh shoot. Suddenly the roads are slippery and we didn't know it was that slippery cause we never really have that much rain or I need new wipers cause you know, I didn't know I needed them cause I never use them. Um, that kind of thing, you know, those are problems, you know, it might be a seasonal problem. Um, in this area it might be you know maybe there are certain times a year that other I don't know like for example when it comes to air conditioning I know in the summers um, they hike up the prices for air conditioning repairs um, for your car so maybe there's something like that with tires where maybe the, there's a certain time of year where all the other sites are jacking up the prices you could you could step in then and be like hey I'm working my Sunday's Um, I'm cheaper than they are. I'm faster than they are. I give a better guarantee than they do. And, you know, I'm providing, you know, that, that's basically the solution you're providing to the problem. The problem of prices rising, the problem of weather conditions, you know, coming up, maybe you'll come out to them in the rain and do, do the repairs, um, things like that. You want to know what it is that your product and service is actually, a solution for when there are problems related to that niche or that field, right? If you're not solving a problem or if there are zero problems out there, it's it's very hard to really get an actual decent service and product going. Honestly, guys, if it's just going to be the money, if people aren't benefiting from something and it's just the the dollar amount and especially if it's not significantly cheaper of a price of a price that you're charging your customers which would still be considered a benefit in my opinion I feel like you know just selling something so you can get a profit is not a benefit to the customer um and that is something I know I said it before and I'll probably just keep saying it Um, because you know, a lot of us on our end, we want to make money, you know, like who doesn't want to have a predictable way to make money on their own without having to rely on your boss paying you on time or without having to rely on, you know, all the things we have to rely on, you know, your, your car running all the time to get you to work without having to rely on, um, you know, like the government to keep your site, your, your work, alive you know your work open um who doesn't want to want to find a benefit right who doesn't want that um so that's one thing i would definitely keep in mind is if there's not a significant problem or issue going on and if you're if your service or product or your sales are not resolving a problem and if you're not providing solutions it's going to be hard for your customers to really want to buy in. And especially if it's a super saturated market, like with tires, you know, it's like you can get your tires repaired anywhere. Um At least I'm, I'm talking about where I live. You can get your tires repaired almost any place. And so what would be the benefit, you know, of somebody choosing you? over others right what would be the benefit if your service doesn't seem that much better than someone else's right um so if you even take the example of like uber versus taxis people love uber maybe it costs more now sometimes than it was before but it's in the palm of your hands you don't have to remember a taxi number it's an app so you can just click around find where you're going, put the address where you're at, put the address where you're going, you know, have them come pick you up. You don't have to talk to anybody on the phone, really. Um, It's just a simple service where you decide what you want to do and you do it. If you want to cancel it, you cancel it. And it doesn't usually cost as much as a taxi. So it's a cheaper rate um, for the customer, right? Right. Now, the drivers, they have a different experience because they don't always get tipped. They have to deal with customers that, you know, some of them aren't that pleasant, you know. So for Uber, you know, they have to figure that company has to figure out how are we going to keep our staff because the staff is the bread and butter of that company without the drivers, without those people driving and picking people up and dropping them off there's no uber right there's no uber service it it can exist but if nobody's using it you know if there are no drivers no one's really going to use it um and i experienced that during you know the earlier phases of covid um during the earlier shutdowns in like march april um even into may um there were times when i had my car broken down and i was taking an uber to work And it was so late because they would take like 30, 40 minutes just to pick me up. And I live like not that far from work. I'm like, dude, I could have walked by now, you know, but it was stuff like that where it's like, okay, I'm paying 40, dollars for an Uber to take me a couple miles and they don't show up for 45 minutes. You know, it's like, to me, it was like after a while, it's like, that's not worth the price, but it did improve. Now, if it hadn't improved after that state of how how things were progressing if it hadn't improved I'm pretty sure Uber wouldn't still be around today because it was getting to a point where it was like nobody wants to wait that length of time and pay an extra like you were paying 40 50 60 bucks you know for a ride that's going to take an hour you know um that was common for a little bit though for a little bit but say if you were starting a competitive driving service you wouldn't start with like really high rates and really long times just to pick people up and drop them off. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that, right? Like you want to keep your customers. And so, yeah. So, so the next section I have, and this isn't really going in a specific order, but it's just the order that I wrote it down. Um, So capital invested, you know, what all have you invested? And I want to put time on there too. What all have you invested? I put initial date. So the initial date from that project that you're starting. And then um, I put merch costs. So that's the specific stuff you're going to be selling. I'm not counting, you know, if you had to pay for tools for the tire repairs, if you had to pay for gas getting to and from, you know, I'm thinking, you know, other than what you actually invested, like, how much does the tire itself cost, right? How much is the tire, right? So that's one thing you want to know. And those are just some of the things that you want to think about when it comes to your own product and strategies around it. Um, Another area that I would say that's super important is going to be the competitors, right? And so, for example, we're talking about um an example of a, of a tire service where you're you're driving out to repair tires for people and you're getting paid for, you know, the they're paying you for the tire. However much you say the tire is going to cost, the cost on them is probably going to be different from the cost you paid to get that tire. Um and then The person's likely also charging you for the energy and effort and time and gas, um, whatever all went into the whole process of changing the tire. They're charging you for the service and the, and the actual product, right? So here we have a service and the product. Um, and so you want to look at your competitors, right? So what would be a similar competitor? Um, so something, I, I I I don't know. You might have competitors in the area. You can always look on Yelp. You can always look on like Craigslist, OfferUp, other types of places where they have services provided. Look up by price. See the cheapest price. Track that for a little bit. Track their prices. Track that specific um, brand or that specific person's service prices. Because they might fluctuate. You might catch them on a weekend which maybe everything's 50% off and then on weekdays things are more so you want to know what the price ranges usually look like if this person is your competitor Um, because you can basically duplicate another business if you know all the details but if you do it better than they do and if you can provide um, more than they do you can become their competitor, right, but at the moment they're your competitor because they have all the services um sorry, they have all the customers that you could potentially have and more um so when you're looking at your competitors, I'd recommend you know just the basics you know you wanna know the name, you wanna know the high the name as in the website name, the website, you know the name of the person, you know their their um if they have phone numbers, things like that. The highest prices they possibly charge, the lowest prices they possibly charge, what their most popular item or product or service is, you want to know how much they sell and how often. So do they sell, um, so say if it's only Sundays nine to five that you're working and say you found somebody who also does it in the same area, nine to five on Sundays, um, um, you know, are they selling, like, are they getting six calls every Sunday? Are they getting one call per hour, um, approximately? Um, how many, how much are they selling? You know, how much, how many services do they get per shift, right? Um, and how much does that cost, right? The lowest and the highest possible. Um, if there's shipping involved of any kind, in this example, there might not be shipping. It might be more like gas prices, um, you know, wear and tear on the car. Um, so whatever the shipping and the time, you know, time to ship. So if you're looking at um, um, like time to get different places, does this person only work in your zip code? Do they go out really far to different zip codes Do they work maybe in a more rural area and they just have all the business to themselves because they, they work out in the middle of nowhere, even though they live right in your city, people know this is the number to call when you're in this other area of town because this person will come out to you and that's the only person who will do it in that area, right? So that would be potentially something good to know. Um, Taxes, that's something you always just want to keep in mind nowadays, there is a time where you can get away with online sales or, you know, side hustles and freelancing and not have to pay a lot. But eh, they come after you now, guys. So calculate those taxes. Don't be afraid to put it into your um, fee that you charge the customers. It's only fair because at the end you're going to have to pay regardless. So um, whatever that sales tax looks like. On everything that you've purchased along the way, um, and then whatever taxable service and whatever taxable product you have, you want to factor all that in because at the end of the day, once you go back, um, you know, into your checkbook and you know start balancing your accounts on on PayPal or wherever you store your money, um, once you start balancing things out you might notice, hey, like, I owe money, more money, so it's, it's eventually all going to come out of your, um, your, um, all of your gains, and so you want to make sure you're either providing enough, um, or charging enough tax that you don't have to pay extra taxes, or if you have, like, a sole proprietorship or some kind of LLC where, like, You can figure that out on, I'm not going to go into it, but you can figure the taxable stuff and tax breaks on that end. Or if you just save back the money and know what percentage of tax you're going to have to pay come tax time, you can save the money and still have a discounted rate, um, not even charging taxes for anything um, just to get more services out there, but then holding back that money so that you can pay um, when tax season comes up. You can pay the money back. Um, And then definitely something you want to know how to track would be trends. So trends. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how important knowing trends is. um, How important it is to know trends, um, to know how to search for trends. Um, Google has trends. I think it's like trends.google.com or something like that. You can see what's popular if you're just trying to even get views. Um, Neil Patel, he has a lot of like good information on SEO um, and different methods of tracking stores and tracking sites and tracking where other people are purchasing stuff. Um, You can track all this stuff if you know exactly where to look. Um, One of the first places I started doing research, which was almost like, in a way, paid, um, research, like, like, not me getting paid, but I was paying, basically, just to learn, um, and this isn't a traditional class type of site, but other, other than, like, Udemy, Coursera, different types of, um, online classes and different sorts of, like, products you can buy from content creators and stuff like that, um, with their own, like, individual courses, um, I used Fiverr um quite a few times, quite often actually, to purchase services from people that were just small services. So it would be like, hey, like I have this website and here are the sales I'm trying to make. And I would tell the people what I was doing. I would um I would explain to people what I was actually you know, like I would explain my whole, like all these things I said, you know, so I went by basically what information I had to provide them. So this was my learning process, guys. What information were they asking from me? So they would want to know, you know, things like my motto, mission statement, website, the password, you know, I'm not, don't give this stuff to everybody. But I mean, it was like, if it's a professional that you're hiring to get you more sales you want to know how they can get you more sales. So you pay attention to the information that they want from you, right, to get you more sales. So they ask a set of questions and they gather this information from you. And this, the questions that they ask and the information they get is about your brand, is about your product, is about your service, is about your website, um, is about what you do, what you're trying to sell, how it is you're trying to make money. And you answer all these questions right and then in return they give you market research information about who your competitors are what sites you need to you know look at in addition to yours um what these people are doing what that other person is doing um they give you all the details you need back And so if you actually have a plan, or even if you don't have a plan yet, you can look on Fiverr and see what kind of information you need to know, to have those first steps to be successful. And then once you have all that market research information from them, you basically have all the info you need to get started. And again, a lot of times... Um, you might not want to sit on that information too long because some things really do change like really quickly. Like right now we're in the election time. If you're trying to sell products related to the election, I mean, once the whole process is kind of completed, that's no longer going to be like a really niche market. But right now it might be a niche market because you know we don't have an answer yet you know did trump win like who's going to be the next president did trump lose you know you can sell things based on that based on the buzz around elections whatever is a buzz but you know like come march or something of 2021 um you might not be having the best sales if you if you if, if your if your product or your brand is targeted specifically towards this time period, right, so, um, yeah, another thing to take into account are the holidays, so we're on November 3rd right now, 2020, um, holidays coming up um, all throughout November, December, January, um, it's holiday season, right, and there are certain things that, you know, are going to sell better during the season than other times, Um, this season, you know, sales might not be like all the other years because not everything's open. So, um, are you able to provide a service during this time or get your hands on a product during this time that you know is going to sell? Um, now is a good time to be researching. I would say even a couple months before, but I mean, now is a good time to still be out there researching, finding those niches, um, contacting those professionals, Finding out what it is that you need to do for your specific brand. Um Just to be able to get your ideas out there and be able to get the cash, guys. Um So, yeah, I would say if you are going to go out there and use Fiverr, try not to be, you know, my tip would be try not to be too, um I don't know. Don't be too impulsive. Definitely be careful. $5 is a very enticing number to pay for something that seems like a great service. But a lot of times, you know, if you look at the reviews, a lot of times you're going to see all these good reviews. Um, Sometimes you're not going to see good reviews. You want to go with good reviews, a lot of good reviews, not just like four or five good reviews you want to see a lot of recent good reviews like in the past couple weeks even that means that person is making money um they're 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 providing services and people are happy in almost in real time right if you can even go on youtube and find a youtube youtuber that has a a good fiverr store you might be set there guys um And if you can basically just figure out what people are doing that's that's um, that's going to get you the income that you're looking for, you can find it out there, guys. I know it sounds weird. I know it seems hard. I know it's not the easiest time out there to be trying to do this kind of stuff. But guys, I have to tell you, it's possible. I've seen it. I've done it. You know, I live it. And you know you definitely just wanna keep your eye on the prize, you know um have strategies about things, test your strategies, test your methods, learn in the process um and you'll do well um definitely i can't I can't stress enough you know how important it is to learn um so learning. You know about a trend, and you know, and you know, creating a strategy for your product and you know, or your service and or your service. You know, if you don't have a strategy, it's gonna be hard to know what works or what's changed since then. Um, so I'll be talking about some products, uh, coming up some some other people that I that I use their products. Um, I really want to just put the information out there. I know I'm not being very specific, but I mean, if you implement some of these things, um, and you're patient and you stick to what you know, um, and you choose markets that aren't too saturated, right? Um, so you don't want to be competing with like gigantic brands like Target and Walmart and stuff like that. Um, and you don't want to be competing um with nobody (laughs) um you know you don't want to have such such an obscure type of niche that like there aren't there's not a market for it or you don't want to have such a such a if it's not obscure you don't you don't want to have a a saturated you know niche either you want something that you can work on when you feel like you want to work on it or when you've decided. That's how much you need to work on it to make the profit you want and be able to see the profit and the results in real time um again, when it comes to strategizing, you know those fiver uh Fiverr people really can help you um they can if you find the good one. Another thing that could help you um and i'm gonna cut this once I talk about this, but I've talked about it before, but I just wanna tag it on the end of this podcast in case you haven't heard the other one yet um using the things that you know as as a strategy creating method so ebay is a is an easy one to test posts of products that you would sell see how good they do you're basically testing a product without even having it sometimes you don't even have to have it just post it up there see if you get watch 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 uh, watchers see if you get views see if you get questions, see if you get bids. Um, I'm not saying lie, but I'm just saying like, if you're able to test the product and see what, what kind of baits people in, not in a mean way, but you know, you want to know what it is that you worded, how you worded something, what link you put in that got all these people to come there, where you got all these customers from, you know, you want to know information and, you know the best way to find that information is testing products um testing strategies testing methods um and keep on testing them but you don't want to spend too much energy or too much money or too much resources without any return um you definitely don't want that especially in these days and times where not a lot of us have a lot of money so you're not really trying to spend money and spend time that you could have just gone and gotten a a, you know a minimum wage job and had actual results. So, yeah, guys, that's mostly what I'd say about all this. So, thanks so much for listening. I hope this was beneficial to you, and we'll talk soon. Bye.